Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you how to land your dream job in 2023 without applying online. Now, this episode is brought to you by a free masterclass that we are actually hosting with a similar title, How to Land Your Dream Job in 10 Weeks Without Applying Online. It's a 90-minute masterclass that is completely free where I'm going to peel back the curtain on my entire job search system and teach you exactly how to get into your dream job without applying online. So all you have to do is head to cultivatedculture.com forward slash masterclass to check that out. But without further ado, let's jump into exactly how we're going to break down that system in today's episode. So this job market is interesting. It is probably one of the most unique in the sense that we have these companies, these juggernauts, these you know historically economic staples in Google, Apple, Amazon, fan companies, Fortune 500 companies, laying people off, freezing, hiring, and creating you know this this sense of economic instability and instability in the marketplace. And so a lot of the people that we speak to, the number one question is, can I still get a job in this market? How do I get a job? And how do I stand out when there are all these people from these amazing companies flooding into the market? And truth be told, there are a lot of people flooding into the market, but frankly, they are going right to the same process that everybody else is using, that traditional process. And even more so for some of these folks coming from the Googles of the world, the Microsofts of the world, who think that having that logo on their resume is is in and of itself enough to get them in the door at the next company and that they'll be totally fine. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily been the case. The good news for you is because everybody else is continuing to buy into this traditional system, there are a lot of opportunities for you to separate yourself by using a different system that allows you to create more control over your job search. And basically, what I mean by that is creating a system that focuses on referrals. Because when we look at the data out there, there's roughly 75% of applicants that are focusing on online applications. They use applications as their primary method to job search. But when you job search and you're only applying online, you have about a 2% chance of getting in the door for an interview. So 75% of your competition is competing for that 2% chance of just having the interview. But when we look at where hires are actually made, roughly 40 to 80% of hires come from referrals, but only 10% of applicants use referrals as a channel. So if we shift away from the traditional process of applying for jobs online, you know, hitting the job board, tweaking our resume, and we shift it to creating a system that's built around generating referrals, we go from playing this game where there's a ton of competition and low chance of success to playing a game where there isn't as much competition and a much higher chance of success. So that's exactly what we're going to focus on. And the first step in this process is to get clarity. Most job seekers that I know are juggling multiple career options. They have multiple job titles they're targeting, multiple paths they're considering. And the problem with that is it dilutes their time, their focus, and their energy. And they consistently lose out to people who have that singular focus. So if you're starting the job search, don't just start applying. Instead, you need to take the time to find clarity on what's next for yourself. And the ideal situation is to narrow this down into one specific path. It doesn't have to be this specific job at this specific company in this specific city in this specific industry. But instead, it could be, you know, hey, I want to work in this type of job title in this specific type of either industry or company or situation. And then there are going to be a lot of opportunities that, that come out of that. And off the back of that, you want to crystallize your value. Because when we talk about dream jobs, they're all about alignment. So I want you to make it a list of everything you get with a new job, your salary, your manager, your culture, your colleagues, work-life balance, all of that stuff. 
I want you to first prioritize each of those from top to bottom. And then for each one of those criteria, I want you to come up with three examples of good for each and three examples of bad. So for example, when we say manager, let's come up with three examples of what a great manager does and then three examples of what a bad manager does. And now through that level of specificity, you can start to see these things manifest in the companies you want to target and through the conversations that you're going to have while you're networking. So not only are we going to focus a little bit more on the referral system, but we're going to focus that system on companies that clearly align with our values because we've done that due diligence up front. And that's the third step is to find 15 target companies. So you want to take that list of criteria you came up with and you want to go out and apply it to all the companies that you can think of. And you can source these companies using lists, right? Like Fortune 500 or best companies to work for. You can use the Inc. 5000. You can go run a Google search for, you know, leading companies in X industry or fastest growing companies in X industry or best companies to work for in X industry. There's a lot of different ways to find these companies. Then you want to apply that company and what you learn about them to your checklist. In addition to that, you want to research the hell out of them and you want to understand their goals, their challenges, and their the initiatives they're driving for the next six to 12 months. The reason that we do this is because this allows us to focus specifically on exactly what the company care about, which is the challenges they're facing, the goals that they have, the whole reason they're hiring in the first place. And the reason that we have 15 companies on the list is because 15 is large enough to increase our surface area for success, but narrow enough to allow us to go really deep with that research and really deep with our relationship building. The next step here is to find contacts at each company. My recommendation is to find 15 contacts at each company because when we look at the data across the job search process, right, when we map out that whole process of job offer, then backing into final round interview, then backing into first round interview, backing into referral, backing into conversation, backing into the initial outreach, the initial outreach is the first step and there's going to be attrition at every step in the process. So if you start with a list of 10 to 15 contacts at each of your 15 companies, that gives you enough space to go through that funnel see all of the attrition that's normal and still end up with a job offer or two at the very end of the funnel. Now, the people that you should be targeting are folks who can influence your ability to get hired for the role that you're targeting. So for example, that would be a potential hiring manager, that would be a potential colleague, peers on other cross-functional teams, or anybody who has the hiring team's ear. That's really what you want to focus on. And the best place to find them is on LinkedIn. Just heading up, hitting up LinkedIn and doing a search for your target job title, filtering for your target company, and then scrolling through profiles, browsing them, combing through their information to try and make educated guesses around who might fit that criteria. Once you have that list, the next step is to create an engagement plan. So for each contact on your list, you're going to start with one of them and you're going to research the heck out of them. You're going to review their LinkedIn, you're going to Google their name, and you're going to brainstorm three to five ways that you could add value to them. If they don't bite on that first angle, the great part is you still have a couple more options that you can use to try to create that initial touch point. But if they do bite on that first angle or an early angle, you still have more options to deepen the relationship. That's the beautiful part about brainstorming three to five ways to connect with them is that it works on both the X and Y axis of relationship building. So that's where we're starting here. And you don't necessarily have to come up with 150 contacts first and then go build engagement plans for each and then start reaching out. That can take a lot of time. Instead, you can take this, you know, two, three companies at a time. So you can come up with your list of 15 target companies. Then you can go find the contacts for two to three of those companies. You can create engagement plans for two to three of those contacts or contacts at two to three of those companies, excuse me. 
And then you can start reaching out to them. And once you've gotten towards the end of that list, then you can rinse and repeat. You can go back to the next three companies. Then you can find contacts for those three companies and begin creating engagement plans and reaching out. That makes it a little bit more tangible and a little bit easier to act on versus trying to do this all for 150 contacts at once is a, a little bit exhausting and a little bit overwhelming, which may create some analysis paralysis on your end. The next step here is to maximize those relationships. Each person that you reach out to, each person you converse with and build a relationship with should give you insight into the company's goals and their challenges and their initiatives. So more information on what we already dug into. You want to dig into what the company has tried or is trying to achieve those goals, overcome those challenges, and what they're specifically looking for in this hire. And through all that, you should try to build this relationship to turn this person from a stranger into a referral. That's really the goal here. And then the next step is to start preparing for your interviews. Once you have this pipeline in place where you're reaching out to a certain amount of people every day, that's going to lead to a certain amount of initial conversations, which is going to lead to a certain amount of referrals down the pipeline. You're going to start landing interviews. So now you need to craft your narrative. So as you begin to prepare for interviews, you need to remember that companies care about themselves. You want to show them that you understand their goals, their challenges, and their initiatives. And you want to put them at the forefront of your stories and your examples and the questions that you prepare. So in other words, when you prepare for you know, an answer for a behavioral question that you might be asked, let's say, tell me about a time you overcame a challenge, rather than just focusing on your background, you want to come to the table with the research that you did, maybe saying something like, In preparation for this interview, I actually did a lot of research. You know, I listened to the most recent earnings call for the company. I watched this keynote that the CEO gave, and I also spoke to three people on the team. And through that, I've come to understand that X is your biggest challenge. So let me give an example from my past where I actually helped a previous company overcome X, and here's what they went on to do. So through this type of of preparation and through these types of answers and examples, what you're doing is tying your experience directly to what the company needs. And that's really, really going to help you stand out here. And then last but not least, you're going to want to try to make a value validation project. So a value validation project or a VVP for short is basically a short pitch. I like to use a deck. So it's typically about five to seven slides, but you could use, you could do a video or you could do really any medium that feels most authentic to you. And also like you have the best chance of conveying your value. And what you want this deck to do is focus on the largest challenge or opportunity that the the role that you're focused on, that the role that you're interviewing for is targeting. You want to brainstorm a couple of ideas or solutions and execution plans for those ideas. And you want to bake them into this deck. And then finally, you want to share why your background makes you the best person to implement these ideas. And you want to bring that with you to your interviews. Now, the beautiful part about this is you can start it early on. You can actually start coming up with ideas and brainstorming them with some of the contacts that you speak to in the networking phase. And then you can continue to refine it as you go through interviews and as you learn more about the company. But the VVP is really, really effective for a couple of reasons. First, you get to choose what to focus on and you get to present it in your own way, in your own language. Second, it directly plays into what the company cares about most, the reason why they're hiring for this role, which is to overcome a challenge or capitalize on an opportunity. You're playing right into that. And third, nobody else is doing this. Everybody else is relying on their resume, their cover letter, their interview answers, Whereas you're showing up and saying, hey, you're basically, you know, effectively a customer here and I'm pitching you on my skills and my labor. Let me show you exactly how I can help you with the exact challenges that you have instead of everybody else showing up and saying, hey, here's my background. Hopefully that's a fit for what you're looking for. 
The difference here is that through the VVP, we can close that loop. We can show the company we get them and that we know exactly how to help versus everybody else who's basically just crossing their fingers and hoping that the company makes the connection between their background and the role that they're hiring for. So that is going to be a really, really big difference maker. And the reason why this system works is because at the end of the day, companies care about hiring the person they trust to deliver the most ROI for the role. So the trust is created via the research and the referrals. The referrals are the trust at the at the beginning of this, this phase, this system, right? Where you get in the door through that trusted entity. The research then creates more trust because you show the company you know exactly what they're looking to do. And then these relevant answers and the VVPs that you create in the interview process clearly define the ROI that you'll bring to the role, the value that you'll bring to the role. And that's gonna make you the clear number one hiring choice. So that is basically our system. That's what we teach all of our clients. And it has been just as effective in this market as it has been in all of the past markets that have happened over the last six, seven years since we've been around. So if you want to dive deeper into this, if you want a full breakdown of what this looks like, grab a seat for my free masterclass. It's happening in a couple of weeks. It's called How to Land Your Dream Job in 10 Weeks Without Applying Online. All you have to do is go to cultivatedculture.com forward slash masterclass. It's totally free to sign up. And hopefully I'll see you there so we can break this down into more detail and help you land that dream job in 2023. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.